From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for November 12th, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my partner, Walter Eccles, and good friends, Teresa Eccles. Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Will Perry is back in the peanut gallery, and Julie Martin is feeling under the weather this week, so she will not be joining us. Uh, In this week's show, we'll tell you about the new package promotion that Disney released last week. Teresa Eccles is going to share her impressions of the T-Rex Cafe at Downtown Disney from the perspective of a mom with kids. We sent her out to do that uh, the other day based on uh, Kevin's review from a few weeks ago. We thought we'd get a slightly different perspective. An old crank without kids. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we, we weren't going to say that. But, oh, no. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Kevin Close will talk about some less expensive dining alternatives in the Disney area. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Uh, in housekeeping, I'm sure some of you were surprised to hear me back on the mic. Um, I was supposed to be in Minneapolis, and that looks like it's not going to happen I won't go into any major details. Nothing is wrong. I'll just say that other than the fact that there were some issues with insurance and uh, making it uh, very difficult for me to uh, to go out to Minneapolis. So it looks like for the time being at least, I will be here in Orlando, but doing very well, I might say. Must it's say. because it snowed. Come on. Yes, that must be. They it. had that blizzard out there, and I thought... Did they? Yeah, didn't you see that? They got the first snowstorm of the season. They got there. nine feet... No, it wasn't nine feet. <laughs> Went right up to them hamster trails. Although I am thinking, though, I am thinking about going out there in the next couple of weeks to do the meet. I really was kind of looking forward to meeting a bunch of our Minneapolis listeners and, and site visitors. And uh, we had a pretty good group put together there. And I we feel bad that I'm not out there. So I think it might be worth just uh, going out for a weekend and meeting my friends out in Minneapolis and catching up with some of my friends from uh, from Pride as well. So. Also, I want to let everyone know that we are putting up an extra show this week in addition to our regular discussion show and our email show. We're going to be doing a special show regarding our podcast cruise. So be sure to check. Uh, that show will go up on Wednesday with this show. And so be sure to check your, uh, your iTunes download, your RSS feed, or head out to the podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and you will find... Uh, Find it there. We're going to be discussing uh, what some of the tentative plans right now are for our podcast cruise, which takes place May 10th, 2009. That's Mother's Day. It's a four-night cruise out of Port Canaveral in uh, in Florida, heading to the Bahamas. For those who care about going to Nassau, you know what my feelings on Nassau are. And if you don't, go back and listen to some of the old shows. It ain't positive. But... Uh, We'll have a good time. We get some. We get some cool things planned. Got some cool things planned. I was on the phone with Disney uh, late last week, and uh, just wanted to make sure that our the things we were thinking of were doable, because it's unusual for them to have a group this size. Because uh, we're over three hundred people now, and uh, which is just mind blowing to me that we have more than three hundred people joining us on the. Uh, we're on almost the at half. No, that's staterooms, sorry. I was going to say there's 875 staterooms. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I wish. I wish we had 400 staterooms. But who knows, you know, between now and the time we leave, 
Maybe we can get some more people. Um, and for those of you who are wanting to go but are having trouble convincing your spouse, um, you know, the, the podcast group, the special show we're doing, maybe that'll help. And, of course, you can always play the Christmas or holiday card and say, this is what I want for my, my Christmas present. Um, you know, we'll help you. We'll help you in any way we can. If you need us to record something special to convince your spouse, and um, we'll do that. We'll do anything you need us to do to help, uh, help get you on the cruise, unless you win one, of course. But do we have any more to give away, or are we, uh, we out for now? We gave away the one that was in there last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. something like that. So I don't two know. Microphone I think girl. maybe our Christmas show, maybe for our Christmas show, we'll give one away if you think. No, no, I think we should give one more away. I think Christmas show would be good. We just have to be careful because as we get closer to the sale date, we're going to uh, not have any more group space. Yeah, well, another thing, too, to keep in mind, folks, is that there is a point uh, where you know the pricing, that, the special pricing we have for the group space goes away, and uh, it's either like sixty or ninety days before sale, John. Mm-hmm, something like that, and then also uh, if we sell out too, so that's important to keep in mind too. As we, we do still have staterooms yeah. though, but if you're thinking about going, you're going to want to do it while we still have the group pricing because once that goes away, the price for the cruise is going to go up substantially. Correct. So just keep that in mind. But I won't go into too much of that because, like I said, we're doing a special show on it. Be sure to check that out. And uh, another thing I need to talk to everybody about, I know uh, John mentioned last week that uh, four of our corporate sponsors on the Diz stepped up to really uh, help us out in expanding the Toy Story Mania meet and allowing us to let everybody attend who wanted to attend. We now have a guest list approaching 500 people that are going to be joining us. We've added an hour to the event. It'll run from 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. or 12.30 a.m. And that will be on December 13th, Saturday, December 13th, at the Disney Hollywood Studios. And uh, part of what I had to do in order to encourage our sponsors to step up was I told them that we would be uh, talking about them on the show for the next few months, kind of plugging for them. Uh, I'm sure you guys know that uh, we don't do advertising. We have not done any advertising on the site in this particular instance for this particular situation. We are going to uh, move away from that policy uh, in order to uh, give some real exposure to our corporate sponsors. These guys ponied up a lot of cash, a lot of cash to help us do this. This is an expensive party. And, uh, you know, yeah, they're doing it in part because uh, they'll get some additional exposure. But uh, they're certainly not going to, for the amount of money they're spending, they could have gotten a lot more exposure on radio stations, newspapers, things like that. They are doing this because they support our community, and they want to be supportive to the Disney fan community in general and our community in specific. So, uh, of course, the Walt Disney World Swan Dolphin um, is uh, probably one of our oldest advertisers. It is our oldest, for that matter. is the first advertiser ever to come on the Diz. Um, Audrey Cornu, who's the director of uh, marketing, had approached me only, I think it was like two or three months after we put the site online back in 97. Um, she was uh, instrumental in helping us develop the uh, the site in such a way that we could get advertising, and without her help, the site wouldn't be here. Um, Tom Yeary from the Timeshare Store, one of our big supporters, uh, another uh, longtime uh, advertiser, very good friend of the site. They sell uh, DVC uh, resales. If you're interested in getting a DVC uh, a, a Disney Vacation Club uh, membership, timeshare, you really need to check out the timeshare store 
We're going to have links to all of this in the show notes page and, of course, all over the site. Um, but absolutely, before you buy DVC, you need to check out uh, the Timeshare store for DVC resales. Uh, Sheridan Vistana, another good friend of our site, uh, located on uh, Apopka Island Road, uh, just outside Disney property in Lake Buena Vista. Some of the most beautiful units, honest to God, some of the most beautiful units, those one and two bedrooms uh, units. That's also a timeshare, but what they do is they rent out the uh, the rooms that aren't being used, and there's no timeshare pitch when you go and stay there. It's not like you're going to you know get a good price there and then have to sit through a three-hour sales pitch. It's not like that at all. They just rent these out as hotel rooms when they're not being used by their timeshare members. Our parents are coming for Thanksgiving, and that's where they're staying because they have a full kitchen. We can do some cooking over there. And I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate that um, before an advertiser can come on my site in any capacity whatsoever, we put them through their paces. And there are certain things we're looking for. Our standards are very, very high. We turn away far more advertisers than we accept especially when it comes to hotels. No one's on the site that I wouldn't or haven't put my family into. Um, my, my, my rule of thumb is if I won't let my mother sleep there, uh, then I won't let my, my visitors sleep there either. And uh, Teresa's getting a, a crash course in this lately. We've been going around looking for some new hotels to add to the site, and uh, she's getting to see just how picky I can yeah, be. Yeah, picky. <laughs> I also want to add, too, we, we've... Uh, gotten rid of advertisers we've taken hotels off the site if their quality has declined yeah so it's not like you know we say the swan dolphin's been with us since the beginning you know we look at these constantly and say how's the quality now what are people saying what's the feedback on these hotels and in situations like that where you know uh, an advertiser is in danger of being removed from the site we really do try and work with them we reach out to them and say hey look these are our concerns do you have a plan to fix this is there something going on that's going to change this and if it doesn't change, if it continues to go on, then yeah, we have pulled we have pulled advertisers off the site for that. And uh, not that Sheridan Vistana has ever been in that category by any stretch of the imagination. And right now they're doing a great uh, a great promotion. Uh, what are we getting right now at Vistana? One thing that Sheridan does um, offer they offer a no housekeeping rate, which is the uh, the lowest rate you can possibly get. And I think right now um, at Sheridan Vistana Resort, you can get a, a two bedroom villa. For ninety nine dollars with Whoa. no with no housekeeping, a two bedroom, and when we say you know gorgeous, we're talking about top notch furnishings here. I mean, this place is stunning, beautiful, absolutely stunning. Um, and uh, of course, uh, last but certainly not least, Gaylord Palms really stepped up to the plate to help us out. Uh, Todd Farber, uh, the director of sales for the, all the Gaylord properties across the U.S. Now he just got promoted, I think, in no small part because the amount of business we were sending him. Um, but uh, Todd has been a great friend to the site. He was a very, very good friend of Bob's. He was very close to Bob. And, uh, of course, when Bob passed away, Todd uh, uh, allowed us to have uh, the memorial service uh, at the hotel for him and put out this spread of food for us. Did not, would not take a dime from us. Uh, so this is, you know, he's been a very good friend to us and to the site. And uh, if you haven't checked out Gaylord Palms, Everybody who walks in the place, their mouth, I mean, their, their, their jaws just hit the floor. It's spectacular and unique, and there's no way to describe it unless you see it. Yeah, it's, it really isn't. I mean, it's just, you know, how many acres is the atrium? I mean, it's like this amazing, the lobby of this hotel is an attraction in and of itself. It's almost like a hotel inside a greenhouse, actually. Yeah, and just beautifully landscaped, and uh, the rooms are gorgeous. And, again, 
we're getting he's giving us some phenomenal pricing right now as well. Um, hundred uh, one hundred nine uh, uh, per night at the Gaylord Palms, and that uh, something that's exclusive to Diz members is uh, a one category upgrade. You get an Atrium View room for that that price. Nobody else is getting that deal except us right now. So, and that the uh, atrium is four point five <coughs> acres. Four point five acre atrium. Yeah. Okay. If you never stay there, you really should. It's quite the experience. And like I said, we're going to be including um, some advertising in the show uh, for the next couple of months as our way of thanking these guys and sending some business over to them. And we would really encourage everyone. You know, I don't do this. You in the two years we've done the show, you've never heard me do this, but this is a special instance. I'm really going to ask everybody, if you're planning on coming down here, if you're thinking about staying off property, to consider the Swan Dolphin, the Sheridan Vistana, and the Gaylord Palms hotels. And if you're thinking about Disney Vacation Club, please check out the Timeshare store. Uh, Like I said, these have been big supporters of our site for a long time. They're very good friends to the site. Uh, These are outstanding, outstanding products. And they really, these are people who stand behind their product. That's why they're on the site. That's why we do business with them. And, uh, I would just encourage everybody to please consider them um, as a way of saying thank you, if nothing else, a way of saying thank you for uh, being so supportive to the Diz. It's because of these folks that a lot of our guests were allowed to attend. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they literally, thanks to their participation, we doubled the guest list. Right. We doubled the guest list. We had budgeted for a certain number of people. We thought that was going to be more than enough. We didn't realize. How crazy y'all were. You know, (laughs) exactly. Uh, and the other thing, just regarding Mouse Fest, that I'm going to ask everyone to do. Uh, it's very, very important to me and uh, to us that if you're attending the Toy Story Mania meet, that you go ahead and register for Mouse Fest. There is a charge involved with that. I believe it's uh, $20. There's a sliding scale involved. So the more people you sign up, the better your price is going to be per person. Go to uh, mousefest.org and check it out. It's right there. And you click on register well, it's today. It's like going to the drive-in. They used to have that special night where you could do the, it was a certain price per person, or on a special night you could get a carload price. And uh, you know, we really want to show we really want to show our support for Mousefest this year. You know, a lot of you guys bothered me and haunted me for I don't know how long. Why don't you participate in Mousefest? Well, now we're participating, and I would like my community to stand up and be counted um, and uh, go ahead and register. There's some there's some things you, some extra stuff you get as a result. Of registering, and it does help offset the cost of running the event. Mouse Fest is not a for-profit thing. Nobody's making making a mint off this. Uh, I'm talking about in terms of the organizers, and uh, this is money that goes to help offset the cost of running it. And I think it's very important that all of us, you know, especially because we're throwing, you know, for those of you who are coming to Toy Story Mania, we're not charging you to be there. Um, I think the least everybody could do. Just go ahead and sign up and show the support for MouseFest. Registration ends on uh, November 15th. So this show is being released on the 13th. So you have two days to register. So go do that yeah. now. Yeah. We had, uh, when we were first looking at uh, how many people we can uh, have at our event, and we had the main list where people signed up, and then we had a wait list, several people on our board said, I would pay for this event. I wish you guys would let us pay to get in. At that point, we didn't say anything because we knew we had this. Pete was working on this stuff to get as many people in as he could here's your chance to step up if you are going to be willing to pay to get into this event go and register for mouse fest we're going to be at the meet 
um, Saturday morning at the Atten Beach Club Convention Center. We're going to be participating in the Mega Mouse Meet, so you can come out and see us. You need to be registered to go there. And you need to be registered to go there. And we're going to have giveaways and goodies. So come on by and get your goodies. You never know what we're going to give away. Exactly. And also I want to mention, too, that we're going to have an open-to-all event on Sunday, December 14th. Around 6 p.m. over in Epcot for the tree lighting ceremony. Correct. So if you want to come over to that, that's a, you don't have to sign up for that. You don't have to be on any kind of list. And again, you never know what's going to happen. That's right. So please, uh, we really encourage everyone to sign up, massfest.org. Click on the Register Today tab or link and go ahead and stand up and be counted for this event. We're looking forward to it. Can I say one more thing about MassFest sure. before we go? Uh, for the Toy Story Mania event, we're asking people to show up about an hour early over to Pixar Street. Because of the number of people we're going to have to sign into the event, um, we're going to need that extra time. So come on over about 8.30, get registered. You can then go back and check out Osborne Lights, or you can stand outside Pixar Place and mix and mingle. But try to get there a little bit early so that we can make sure there's no delay in getting everybody into the event. Okay. All right, I think that is going to do it for housekeeping this week. Oh, Kevin, you got something? I do. I've been getting a great many emails, and they've posted a thread on the board asking me how I'm doing, and I would just want to take a second to let everybody know I'm doing well. I had my um, second eye done, and it developed some complications. I had to have a second emergency surgery um, last Tuesday. But since that time, I have been keeping a very low profile, and I was told to keep my head as still as possible. And I seem to be doing much better. So, Except for the fact that we got a Wii. Yes. Did you get a Wii? We, did. we, we got a Wii. Wii. Isn't it cool? There's a story behind the Wii. Who's older? <laughs> I got... John. Yeah, my Wii age is 74. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, a lot of this... I think I wasn't even that bad. <laughs> a lot of you this... were 54, weren't you? I was like 55 or something, yeah. 61. A lot of it has to do with the learning curve of learning how to play with... We did it right out of the box. And then you can't do another one for oh, 24 hours. <laughs> won't let you do that. <laughs> so when I won last night, because I said, uh, John was jumping around the living room and doing this, and I'm not supposed to. Now, were you doing We Fit? Is that what you're, you're doing? Well, they did the thing. Well, we got the game that came with it, which is a sports. Mm-hmm. And then it, part of it is the, I guess it's called We Fit. The fitness test. The fitness the test. Oh, yeah. No, that's just part of, yeah, that's part of We Sports. But there's actually a whole other thing you can buy called we fit i can't get it i exceed the weight limit (laughs) we fat (laughs) (laughs) we don't fit is pretty much what it is and so once we lose a little weight we can get the we fit and there's this whole thing about do you want to join the we parade or do you want to go to we plaza or do you want to be part of the we militia it was like enough stop leave me alone so well, good. I'm glad you're feeling better, Kevin. I am. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone out there for wishing me well. I really do. I appreciate it. Cool. All right. Anything else for housekeeping this week? No? All right. We're going to move on to the news. Our first news story, Disney reports a 13% decline in earnings. The Walt Disney Company reported a 13% decline in its fourth quarter earnings for the fiscal period ending on September 27th. This is, this is a result in downturns in its movie, media, and theme park divisions. In other, in other words, it was company-wide. This is in comparison to last year's, uh, I'm sorry, three, two, one. In comparison to last year's $877 million for the same quarter, this year Disney brought in just $760 million, poor babies. 
Um, and they also had a one-time bad debt deduction for the problems with Lehman Brothers, the 90-some-odd million dollars they lost when Lehman Brothers went under. And according to the financial statements, the theme parks and resor- resorts saw business falling by 4%, but they posted a 7% rise in revenue, which is you know from things like, I don't know, Charging more for the buffets and all the and you know all the other nonsense they put in increased uh, in ticket places prices here. And due to guest demand. Guest demand, of course. <laughs> Less people charge them more and blame it on them. And while Disney's theme park attendance was still strong for the first half of the year, uh, recent increases in gasoline prices and the rising uh, cost of airline tickets are impacting uh, the parks as we kind of figured they would. Um, in Disney's entertainment division, revenue was down 5%, and that downturn is attributed to increased marketing costs and fewer movies being released by the company. Disney's ABC network and cable channel saw a 4% drop in earnings with revenue, with revenue rising by 4%, while the cable earnings rose 11%. The broadcast division saw a $150 million loss. Following the release of quarterly figures, Disney's shares were down by 1.9%, but they have since rebounded. Um, I think due in small part to the fact that uh, Disney released that that special package last week, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Uh, I think that helped bring their numbers back up. But uh, yeah, we had uh, we had discussed actually on the uh, email show a few weeks ago. Someone had asked about whether or not Disney was going to offer discounts or any specials uh, if the economy got bad, and uh, we'd I'd said then that. Um, they probably would, and that they wouldn't be doing anything as you know, like like free dining. They would have to come up with something something better. So you know, this four day uh, buy four nights, a four night Magic Your Way package, get three nights free with tickets. It's a pretty good deal. Um, it's the best deal I've seen them put out in in a number of years. So, uh, and and I know that they you know from the dreams dreams unlimited perspective. I don't know how Disney how well Disney's doing selling them, but. From the Dreams Unlimited side, they're they're going like crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they've run this promotion since two thousand one. So, since nine eleven, so you know it's. Did they run this after nine eleven? I don't think they did. It took them because I, I remember fighting with Brian Dockett about. They it might have been two thousand two. It might have been sometime in two thousand two when they finally started to see it. But it was around that time. I remember it being out. Okay. So, it's. Uh, Interesting to see. I, I, and I, I'll make another prediction uh, because this current promotion, the four days for the price of seven, ends December 20th. you got to book it by December 20th for travel in the first half of next year. I'll guarantee you they'll be coming out with something in January. They'll be coming out with something else in January for the last half of the year. So we'll see what happens. All right, our next news story, injury at Lights Motor Action Extreme Stunt Show. A stuntman in Disney's Hollywood Studios Lights Motor Action stunt show was injured during a performance last Sunday. The actor, who was on a motorcycle at the time of the injury, ended up being airlifted to Orlando Regional Medical Center and is in stable condition. The remaining Sunday performances were canceled and the attraction reopened on Monday. There was some speculation on the boards that this guy had actually uh, died. And uh, fortunately, that was that was not true. But, uh, you know... That was surprising because those stunt guys are usually very good. But there was something something about the the wrong ramp was put right. out. My understanding is that the the ramp. I think Corey, did you tell us this? I think Kathy did. Okay, the ramp that they take off from is higher than the ramp that they land on when they're doing those stunts where they're jumping over the cars and things like that. 
and someone had set them up the opposite. The lower ramp was the one the guy left from. The higher one was the guy that one landed on. He saw it when he was in midair, overcompensated, and that's why he wound up wiping out. But thank God he's you know going to be okay. So. Yeah, exactly. So our best wishes to that gentleman, whatever his name is, and hopefully he'll make a speedy recovery and be back be back to work before too long. All right, and our final news story this week comes to us from the Theme Park Rangers blog at the Orlando Sentinel, who uh, has an entry up regarding the taping for this year's Christmas shows over at uh, the Magic Kingdom. This is always a hot topic with people wanting to know when the Christmas shows are being taped. And uh, they were able to uncover, um, let me see who the uh, actual author of this was. This was Kristen Ford. Um, and she uh, she writes that uh, she found out from the folks at Lightship Entertainment, a local company that produces the show, that the tentative taping dates this year for the uh, Christmas show are going to be November 29th and December 6th in the Magic Kingdom. And that usually one day is dedicated uh, to filming the parade itself uh, with uh, the celebrity hosts on a platform near the train station. And the other day is uh, used for taping the whatever musical guests over by Cinderella Castle. Uh, there are no words yet on the performers, but uh, she is saying that uh, the Jonas Brothers will not be in Orlando this year as they taped their spot for the Christmas show out in Disneyland this past Saturday. And, of course, that show airs on December, the Christmas show airs on December 25th. I, I, you know, I, I was one of those people who back in the day was shocked that this was not going on live at Disney World. I thought that they, they recorded these things live on the well, Kind of like the Macy's Parade. Right, exactly. But uh, she also writes something interesting that uh, during the uh, – Jonas Brothers' performance out in Disneyland when they were taping, um, there was an unexpected electrical problem and subsequent fire. So they sang a spontaneous version of Burning Up. And as she writes, bet we don't see that on Christmas morning. I think you're <laughs> absolutely right. And uh, if you're interested in checking out the Theme Park Rangers blog, we will put a, uh, a link on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. They always have some uh, really good information um, on their blog. They do a great job with it. It's uh, the team of... Uh, team of a few people i think scott powers and um a few of the other guys from the orlando sentinel who update that blog and always some good information one of the questions that always comes up is would i be able to go and see the taping and i think people a lot of people approach this like you thought like what you just said you thought that this is going to be taped in its entirety and you're going to be able to see it this is actually more like a real live set yeah they will tape to a certain point and if something goes wrong they'll back the parade up and start it again they've been known to stop the parade where it is and let the people that are on the floats and the characters take a break and yet the audience is supposed to remain in place yeah exactly exactly they they don't want you to leave and sometimes this can go on for hours mm -hmm. so if you're going if you want to go to the taping just keep in mind that it could be uh you know, it could be a long day. You also see the people on TV wearing the hats and the sweatshirts and the scarves. It's Florida, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be very, very hot. It could day. be 85 the day you're wearing your Christmas goodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's one. Somebody on the boards posted that one of the things you should do is make sure that you have access to something to drink and a restroom because you are expected to stay for the entire taping. Indeed. Just while we're talking about Christmas stuff, 
Um, Universal announced uh, this week that they are going to have two performances by Mannheim Steamroller uh, on December 6th at 6 p.m. and at 8 p.m. The Mannheim Steamroller is going to be doing their their Christmas music, which... uh, is uh, features very prominently in the Osborne Lights display. That's usually Mannheim Steamroll that, that they're playing. I always get them confused with Trans Siberian Orchestra. They're the oh, ones. Oh wait, you know what? I, yeah, you know what? I think I, I might have just done that. <laughs> I think I might have. I, just, I Christmas Sarajevo thing is Trans Siberian. Trans Siberian, you're right. Which right. is what they play. You're right. Osborne. I'm sorry, but Mannheim Steamroll is still pretty cool. Right. Yeah, they're good. They're very, very good. Their Christmas stuff is really cool. And uh, what's nice is these are free concerts. They're free. Just they're, be in the park. They're going to take place in uh, Universal's New York area. and will feature music from How the Grinch Stole Christmas Stage Show. And the group will also perform numbers from its newest CD, Christmasville. And the concert, as John mentioned, is included with uh, park admission, so you don't have to pay extra for it. So with that, we're going to wrap up the news and move on to Rapid Fire. And who would like to go first? I'll go. Um, you can meet the characters from Bolt. Uh, as of now, Bolt and Mittens will be meeting and greeting guests at the Magic of Disney Animation attraction at Hollywood Studios. Uh, the movie's set to be in theaters November 21st, 2008. So That looks cute. Yeah. I like the hamster. What is Bolt? Bolt's an adorable little dog. Yeah. Who's a superhero? Oh, that's right. Superhero. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's... John Travolta is the, the Who's voice. the hamster in the little ball? They said he would be there periodically. I wanted to... Rhino the hamster? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be there. He'll be doing special uh, events. Okay. But Disney always does that with their new movies. They did it with Cars. They did it with um, Ratatouille. They really? always put the characters in the, the animation building for people to go meet them. Cool. It's great. Cool. Thank you, Corey. If you're going to be in town December 12th, they've just added a show at House of Blues. Fallout Boy will be performing. So if you're here for Mouse Fest, you can go watch Fallout Boy. What did Fallout Boy do that was famous? They've got a couple of songs out now. Uh, Pete Wentz is the lead singer. He's he married to Ashley Simpson. I'm so old. They're really good. He wears eyeliner. He's I'm pretty. almost as old as you, and I know who they are. House no. of Blues is a great venue to see a concert. Isn't it odd, though? Don't you think they're bigger than that venue? Don't you think? You know, we saw we saw Shinedown, and Shinedown's pretty big, too. Shinedown? Yeah, I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh, Max has been there several times and really enjoyed it. And I don't think it's a great place to see a concert. You have to stand up the entire time. Well, I mean, unless you if, get if, one if of the you, six seats that are available, if you get up there on the balcony, <laughs> it's nice and small and crowded. You have a great view. It's great if you're not our age. <laughs> yeah. If you're not fat and cranky, <laughs> yeah, really. Well, well, usually, you know, at these rock concerts, you're standing up anyway. We went to see Cindy Lauper, and all we kept thinking was, "I just want to sit down. <laughs> just let me sit down." <laughs> and the me. whole time, I kept thinking, "You weren't alive when these songs were popular. <laughs> Why are you here?" You might want to sit down at a Kenny G concert, but <laughs> every once in a while you got to sit. Well, they weren't even sitting down for the David Cassidy concert, Teresa. Oh, I was say. standing up. Embarrassed my daughter. <laughs> when did you go? Um, last Monday. We decided to go. David Cassidy was playing as part of the E to the Beat concert yeah, series Epcot. over at Epcot. Oh, I didn't think he was doing it. Second row, it. boy. It was what great. Teresa threw a bra up on stage. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> then the crowd decided we had to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Cool. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. John, what do you have? I have um, Goofy's Party Central is going to be opening up at Downtown Disney. In Goofy's Candy Company... They're going to be introducing birthday parties beginning in December of 2008. The price is, drum roll please, 
$67.38 per child. Uh, no, for up to 12 <laughs> guests. Stop. Per child. People are going to believe that. $367.38 for up to 12 guests. You can add three more guests at $25 per person. You can choose from two themes, Goofy's Scientific Birthday Bash and Perfectly Princess Party Features. We have all the information up on our site of what's included in each of the parties, but if people are always asking, what's that special thing we can do for my kids? What's that special birthday thing we can do? If you got money to burn, go to Goofy's Party Central. They're going to do it, though, for a birthday party. Oh, yeah. Because I know I would do that, because last year, Stella's party that she wanted to have was almost 300 and that was just at one of those little indoor playgrounds. But people got to get their kids here. Yeah. Yeah. Put local them in a hotel people, room. Though. Local people. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, no, yeah, maybe locals. Yeah. But you got to transport those 12 kids and store them. In lockers. <laughs> <laughs> and store them. It's not like they're cords of wood. They're kids, you know. They're probably going to get hungry, too. That's what the candy's for. Well, thank you very much for that, John. Uh, I have... Um, a free character breakfast now being offered um, with uh, a three-night or longer stay at either the Disneyland Hotel, Hotel Paradise Pier Hotel, or uh, Disney's Grand Californian Hotel. Um, this is with, uh, I, I guess, with a package. Uh, you can choose from uh, Goofy's Kitchen, the Lilo and Stitch Aloha Breakfast at the PCH Grill at Paradise Pier, or the Chippendale Critter Breakfast at Storytellers, which, let me just tell you, if you're out in Disneyland and you want a phenomenal breakfast, character or otherwise, or a great meal in general, Storytellers Cafe, that buffet, the buffets they put out there, the food is out, out of this world. Walter and I had a, a, some, some great meals out there. Start, uh, order off the buffet. I mean, just don't order off the menu. The menu was horrible. Stick to the buffet when you go there. Oh, really? We went there when we were over there and we ordered. Uh, we didn't do the buffet. Ordered off the menu and ugh, it was horrible. So you can have the choice of a menu or the buffet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that seems odd. And uh, also, uh, you can choose Minnie and Friends uh, breakfast in Disneyland Park at the Plaza Inn, Ariel's Grotto, featuring Ariel's Disney Princess Celebration and California Adventure. The four-day, three-night package starts at three seventeen per person, based on quad occupancy, two adults and two children, at Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, and does include three-day theme park tickets. And... Uh, there's all sorts of uh, other stuff associated with that. We're going to put up on the we have up on the site. We'll put a link to that in the show notes page. But uh, so if you're thinking about a uh, Disneyland vacation, you know you can get a free character meal. Also, uh, Disneyland is having some of the same problems that Disney World is having. I think so, they're having it worse. Right. So don't be surprised if we've got those more specials coming up and more discounts coming up for Disneyland. Oh, I think you'll see some big ones. Especially, um, I'm, I'm telling you, January. I think we're going to see some really good. Stuff being released. Uh, now, Teresa, uh, yes. for your rapid fire, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, your recent visit over to the T-Rex Cafe. Uh, Kevin had done a review of the T-Rex a few weeks ago and uh, gave it less than stellar marks. And I had said, you know, maybe we should send Teresa over with the kids to kind of get that perspective of what uh, what you would think and what you thought and what the kids thought. So why don't you tell us a little, little bit about that? All We went over Saturday for lunch, and um, it was a short wait. Got right in within 30 minutes. Um, they took us in. We had a seat. I think we had a better seat than you had, Kevin. We had a booth over behind the bar. Um, it was a padded booth. In the under C section? 
Um, it was in the forest area. Oh. Right behind the bar. I've got a picture I'm gonna show you of Stella sitting at the padded the padding, I think like soundproofing. It soundproofed us from a lot of it. Stella now when the meteors did come flying down, they said every thirty minutes, but it, we went through five meteor showers and I know we were not there <laughs> that long. That's yeah, three hours. Yeah, like, we were not there that long. It was how like old 50. is Stella? Stella's six. Okay, the padding is four feet above her head. Correct. It was way above my head. We were inside a triceratops. In the belly of a triceratops along the Did wall. Did it smell? Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> that, might, that might be the trick. Ask for a booth. Yeah. But we there's were... only two. We checked. We went through that whole hotel. There's only two booths in the entire place. We had one and a party with about 10 little boys was sitting in the other one. Because we were right in the middle of the room. Yeah. And we were now, sitting at a regular, I apologize, a regular sort of plastiform wooden table or right, something. Right, right. Now, just tell us who went with you and the ages of the kids. Okay. Um, Max did not go. He had prior plans and had no desire to sit in a dinosaur restaurant. So we took Grace, um, who's 13, her best friend Tiffany, who was also 13, and Stella, six, and Kelvin went. And um, we had a good time. I mean, the food was good. It wasn't really loud. When the meteor showers happened and every once in a while I sent one of the kids out in a different part of the restaurant to see if it was louder, and it was way louder than where we were sitting. But um, food came quick, good service. Um, the one time Kelvin was drinking his drink, his little Coke, and the waitress did stand and wait for him to finish it so she could take the cup away, which was kind of odd. That is very odd. <laughs> but other than that, we had a good time. And then we were forced to go into the Build a Dino. Before we go there, mm-hmm. how much was your check? With tax, 180, 180 That's what I was going to ask you. Kelvin said it was pricey. So that's... Two adults, two thirteen or two thirteen year olds, and mm-hmm. a six year old. Right, one hundred and eighty bucks for so lunch. But That's we had three um, three adult meals. Grace obviously could only get chicken tenders, of course, and she got the little dino ones, which you can get in Publix. I think it looks just like the ones you buy in Publix that Purdue puts out. But anyway, um, Tiffany had uh, the the mega bones plate thing, and she really liked it. But we and we had a, one appetizer, and then we had the Chocolate extinction dessert, which was my favorite part of the whole thing. That's a, I'm, that's a lot of money. That is that a lot of money. Food. That's thirty six dollars a person. Yeah. yeah, for lunch. For lunch. For lunch. You could have gone to Narcissus. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and the food sure. wasn't that. You know, when we got done, we all kind of talked about. It. I said, you know, the food wasn't that memorable. It's bar food. It's, it is. It's decent yeah. bar food, but it's thirty six dollars a person. Yeah. I, I guess that, but. but I'm stuttering here. It's so expensive. He's, <laughs> between explode. the exploding meteorites and sitting in the belly of the dinosaur and the people standing there snatching dishes out of your hand while, or waiting for you to finish, yeah. I think $36 a person is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, now from the point of view of the kids, what, were the, what, what kind of reaction did the kids have to the restaurant? Okay. the Grace and Tiffany loved it. They thought it was just like the best place. They were enjoying the – we kept looking around, seeing all the different things – they liked the meteor shower. Stella, every time, you know, you saw it coming, you could hear it coming, she'd put her hands over her ears and sat there like it was. But that, she liked it. And overall, she enjoyed it. And you could tell all the kids there were enjoying it. But like I said, if I had to sit out in the middle of the room where it was echoing and reverberating, no, I probably wouldn't do it. I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were not doing this as an assignment, would you go back and spend $180 no, on lunch? No, I would lunch? not. I would not. The whole time we were eating, I kept thinking, all these other people are paying for this. Mm-hmm. And how are they affording it? 
For and don't lunch. Get, uh, don't get me wrong. When we go out to dinner, we pay for it. Well, right, we do pay for right. it, but not as not wouldn't be a regular meal. Right, you're it being wouldn't. reimbursed. I mean, right. you're being reimbursed because you know, you're doing it as part of your job. Right. Um, but just as a an addition to a di- trip to Disney, no, I'd pass on it. But it was fun until we got in the build the dino, which I was forced to go in because all the girls, you know, it was a little bigger. You said it was a small room. When you did, you actually go into the build the dino room. It felt very small because it was so crowded. I was okay. pushing a wheelchair. Oh, okay. And it was hip to hip. Right. It was crowded, but we stood in line. We each picked out our little dinosaur, and you know, went through the whole rigmarole of giving it a heart and a voice. And I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> then they went into the Valium room. <laughs> Then you have to dress your dinosaur, you know, and give it a name. I think Fred, Bertha, and Fluffer is what we come out with. But Fred, Bertha, Another and Fluffer? Another $115 later. We what? made it out the door. For three? <laughs> For three dinosaurs. To build three dinosaurs was $115? Well, the dinosaurs were like 18 to 20 and then, you know. That's naked. That's naked. <laughs> you got to get your. Are you kidding me? To give it a How voice. big are these things? Like a regular stuffed bear, you know, not too big. Okay, once you get your dinosaur, okay, that's 20 bucks. Give it a voice, three to five bucks, depending on what you want to say. Give it a heart, the heart was free. Um, walk around, depending on who you are. Stella, the dinosaur's got to have panties, it's got to have sunglasses, <laughs> a skirt, a shirt, a wig. She wanted the wig. No, I, I drew the line at the wigs. Now, Grace went for the cell phone and the backpack for her dinosaur. I think Tiffany, no, Tiffany got the back, the cell phone. But I mean, you had to this little thing. And we could have come out of there three times as much. Oh, and why didn't Max want to go? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Just so you know, though, for this $115, Tiffany's cell phone has rollover minutes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. I mean, three of that in the back seat all the way home. You know, it was like Chuck. Those things would have been on the me. side of the road. They had a good time, though. That's good. Good time. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Teresa. I appreciate it. All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment, and uh, we're going to discuss this new package that uh, Disney's released. This uh, They released this last Thursday. It is a uh, uh, seven-day uh, seven Magic Your Way package for the price of four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, John, I guess you have some details. I have details. Um, this is an incredible offer. This is really uh, Disney putting out the best pricing they can put out at this point in time to drive people into the parks and drive people into the resorts. And I think we need to sort of give them credit for that. Um, In my opinion, the most recent round of discounts and promotions they've put out, including including the whole celebration for next year, has been very convoluted. There's been a lot of um, restrictions placed on the discounts like the cruise, the $99 cruise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. This particular promotion is excellent. So we have to give Disney props for that, for whatever reason they did it. And basically you buy a non-discounted four-night package that includes the state of the resort, theme park, t- theme park tickets, and you get three additional nights with tickets for free. You have to book between now and December 20th of 2008 and travel for most nights January 4th through April 4th and April 19th through June 27th. So 
not only is this a great discount, this is an incredible amount of time. Yeah, there's only two weeks. Uh, the two weeks around Easter are right. the only ones that are blacked out between the beginning of January and the end of June. That's incredible. <laughs> that is incredible that they're involving President's Week. Right. Yeah. And also the first month of summer. Uh, when- it also tells you just how bad things are looking for right. them. Memorial right. Day is in there. And if you travel between January 29th and March 29th, in addition to the reduced rate and the savings, you get a $200 Disney gift card. Which means they really want you to come in January, February, or February and March. Right. They really want you February and March. Wow, you get that per room you're, or per you get reservation? That per reservation. Um, and this is, a, this is a $200 gift card that can be used on anything. It can be used on food or merchandise wow, or anything good. like that. So it's an open card. There's no restrictions on that Or card. lunch it. <laughs> really? T-Rex <laughs> cafes. <laughs> and make a dinosaur. And, <laughs> you know, this falls no, under... No, wouldn't be enough to cover the make a dinosaur. And this falls under the umbrella of, you know, if you get them in, they're going to spend more money. Because now they have to go. People have to go and they have to eat and they have to gonna buy souvenirs or that type of thing. So we give Disney a lot of credit. Um, when we first got wind of this coming out and we didn't have the details of it, I was very skeptical. I thought this is going to be another one of those things where you got a book standing on your head and, you know, only the one day until noon could you get it. They've really come out with an incredible offer. And it speaks volumes to what Disney's willing to do when they need to do it. Well, okay. And, and okay, here comes the, the mini rant. Um, this has just not sat well with me. And, and bec- I, I think it really... Started with that rant when I first came back about Disney Cruise Line and uh, not letting people know when their balance was going to be due. And if you didn't get your balance paid on time, they were going to take your deposit. Um, these guest hostel policies that I've been talking about that we've been seeing all year, whether it's the increase in price on strollers or the increase in price on buffets and all the other nonsense they've been pulling for the last couple of years. Um, and... You know, the attitude, especially I would say solidly the last five or six years, but probably a little bit longer than that, the attitude has been, it is your privilege to do business with us, not our privilege to have you as our guest. And, you know, you take a look at any other major company doing the kind of business Disney does would have some kind of loyalty program for their, for their fans. Okay? Where's the, where's the love? Where's the loyalty? When their shareholders are at threat of suffering, they'll come out with a package like this. But I would think they would have less need to do this if when times were good, they were really building loyalty among the high affinity group, the people who come back two and three times a year. Annual pass holders. Here's a classic example. If you are an annual pass holder for Disney, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Over the last five, six, seven years, the discounts have gotten less and less while the price has gone through the roof. As, an, as a Florida resident, I'm paying over $400 a year for an annual pass. Now, every other theme park in town, Universal and SeaWorld specifically, when you go to buy their annual pass, not only do you get far more in the way of discounts, but they'll do something like an easy pay program where you can break the cost of that up into equal monthly payments over the course of 12 months or 24 months, depending on the, the length of your, of your pass. And there's no interest. There's nothing like that. It's just an equal amount every month is taken out of your, your checking account or, or built against your credit card. Disney does nothing like that. 
Their annual passes offer all these discounts and specials. Disney doesn't do that. They've all but eliminated discounts on the annual pass. Does anybody remember the Magic Kingdom Club that used to that. exist? If you buy an annual pass at Universal Studios, you get a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. Well, with the, with the premium pass. Right. With the premium pass. <laughs> you, there are so many things Disney could be doing. But the attitude towards their guests have been increasingly arrogant, have been increasingly hostile, if you ask me. When they did that with the, with the stroller price increase, as we pointed out when, when that first happened, the, the people that was going to hit the hardest were the people who could least afford it. But it was some bizarre, idiotic reason that they went ahead and they jumped the price. All they have done is tell their guests... We really don't care what your needs are. We are here for our shareholders and our shareholders alone, and we're going to soak as much cash and capital out of you as we can in order to take care of our shareholders. And I'm sorry. I believe the best way to do business is take care of your customers and the shareholders take care of them, and the, sh- the shareholders take care of themselves. If your customers are happy. And I think if Disney had been building loyalty instead of treating their fans and their guests like dirt, in my opinion, for the last several years, they would not be quite as bad off as they are now. Because the bottom line is, a Disney vacation has just become ridiculously expensive. And as far as I'm concerned, the release of this package is nothing more than an admission that the price of our stuff is ridiculous. And in order to get people into our parks, this is what we have to do. Because the economy's gone into the toilet in 2009 the way they have been for the last 10 years. Because if they try and do it, as they learned after 9-11, if they try and do it, nobody's going to show up. And these guys all work off bonuses. These guys live for those, those year-end bonuses, and they see those bonuses going down the toilet. That's why this is going on. This is not for... When was the last time they actually did something genuine for their, for their fans? When was the last time they did something genuine for their highest affinity group? Those of us who go back over and over again. Their annual pass holders. When was the last time? You haven't seen it. And you, and you know what? I doubt you will see it because the people who are running it are so damn arrogant. So damn arrogant and so myopic. All they're focused on is their shareholders. And I think it's time for them to wake up. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new economy. This ain't going away soon. You better learn how to do business differently in the new economy where you're going to find your product in the toilet. And I would hate to see that because I love it. I love Disney. I love the product. I love the parks. Not so fond of the people who are running it because I think they're a bunch of arrogant idiots who have put themselves in this position by treating us, their fans, like like disposable commodities. They just assume we're going to pay it. They just assume we're going to pay it, no matter what they do, no matter how arrogant or, or, or harsh the policy is, we're just going to go along like lemmings. And the sad thing is we have done just that. We were willing to do it while the economy – we were willing to go along like lemmings while the economy was good and strong. But now that the economy's not, people can't afford to go along. So Disney's going to have to get smart and figure out ways to entice people to come back and build – that sense of loyalty and commitment among its fans to keep them coming back even when times are tough. Because right now, everybody's looking at it going, too damn expensive. Can't afford it. 
My husband may lose his job. I may lose my job. We're talking about unemployment that could go up to 10% next year, they're saying. They're saying this recession is only going to get worse before it gets better, and it's going to be well into 2010 before we see any relief. So Disney's going to have to do a lot better than this. This is a good start. But I'm not, you know, this is not this is not something Disney's doing for their fans. This is something Disney's doing for their shareholders. Fine, I understand that. What are you doing for us? When does that start? When do we start seeing that our business is appreciated? I think it's time for us to start demanding from Disney step up. That's my opinion. One of the problems I have with this promotion is that in typical Disney style, it's very short sighted. Um, you had talked about in one of the news stories how much they were the business was down last quarter. Their projected Christmas of 2009 numbers are atrocious. I forget where I read it, and I meant to bring those that article with me, and I forgot. Their projected Christmas of 2009 numbers are so bad, they're so worried. Why not now put something out that's going to entice people to come in Christmas of 2009? You'll get their deposits which is money you can earn interest on or use for something. You'll have people who are committed to that travel date, which is hard for people to give up. Once people book a Disney vacation, it's very hard for them to give it up. They'll do whatever they can to pay for it. So stop with the, with the nearsightedness of, I'm going to give you a discount for the next six months out. Let's look at 2009. Let's also look at 2010. Let people book for 2010. You can't even you can't even get a room. Stop I mean, releasing your packages for the following year in September. Right. Right. Exactly. I haven't. Can I add on to this? Sure. I think every annual pass holder should write a letter to Disney and let them know that they feel that things are being taken away from them. With all of these special parties, these hard ticketed events, the Pirate and Princess Party, the Christmas Party, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Every year, the length of the, the window for these is getting longer. As a person who has an annual pass, this allows you less time to use the park. Right. There are less days to use the Magic Kingdom. And the night. price certainly isn't going A down. lot of people who have annual passes are local residents. If you want to go see the Christmas decorations at night, you have a limited number of nights that you can get into the Magic Kingdom without without a pirate, without a, a Mickey's. Mickey's not so, or a Mickey's hollow. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party going on. It just seems that, like you were saying, instead of taking the people who are willing to come back, even though you're paying less for your ticket, none of us who have an annual pass goes into the park without buying water or soda or a hot dog or some kind of tchotchke to bring home. It just doesn't happen. People don't just go in and not spend all the money. But I'm going to guarantee you. In the meetings where they plan these things and the meetings where they map these special parties out and these special events out, not once is it brought up. What impact is this going to have to our annual pass holders? I'll guarantee you that discussion doesn't happen because they run the assumption we're going to be there. That no matter what they do, no matter how hostile their policies are, their fans are going to be there. And that rather than saying, hey, you know what, we appreciate that, especially when times are bad, we appreciate that. We're going to show you some love now. Rather than doing that, they're just going to keep on with these same ridiculous policies, with the the price increases and the and the less and less less and less discounts, less and less specials. The only time they give out anything is it was when it serves their own purpose. And believe me, I'm not saying that Disney needs to lose money in order to uh, placate it, its guests. I understand it's a business. I understand it has to not only make money; it has to make a lot of money, more and more every year. 
in order to thrive. I don't want Disney just surviving. This isn't socialism, and I understand that. But I also understand that when times are good, that's the period where you should be preparing for when times are bad. And instead of just treating us with the arrogance and indifference that we've been treated with during this last... So like I said, I'll, you know, I'll just limit it to the last five years. I'm sure an argument can be made that it's been going on a lot longer. But let's just talk about the last five years. Rather than treating us with indifference and disrespect and arrogance for the last five years, they could have been building a real undercurrent of stronger loyalty of people saying, hey, you know what? I get good deals when I buy this annual pass. So I'm going to keep buying it. And so if the price goes up, I'm getting some good deals. I'll keep paying. I'll keep paying for it. They would have to do less of this sort of knee-jerk, oh, my God, we've got to fill our hotels and our theme parks response like we just saw on Thursday with this package if they had been doing that for the last five years. But instead, we've been treated like a commodity, and now we're looking at that as a commodity saying, hey, you know what? Too expensive, guys. Sorry, we ain't coming back. You saw it when they released the European cruises. Eight, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to go on a seven-day cruise across the Mediterranean. People on our boards were out of their minds. Hasta la vista, Disney or DCL. And they're just pricing themselves out of the market. And now there's this rumor going around that they're going to be offering this special package, this non-advertised special package to. Uh, a guest whose uh, annual income is in excess of $500,000 a year. That's a rumor that's going around right now. You, you see them actually targeting the uber-rich. Fine. Target the uber-rich. You better not forget your fans because you have, you, you have. Wake up. It's a new day. It's a new economy. You're not going to be able to pull the crap, at least for the, not, not, not for the foreseeable future. You're not going to be able to pull the crap you've been pulling for the last five or ten years. But I'll tell you something. I've worked with these guys. I know a lot of these guys over there. They're not very farsighted. They're very myopic. And they're very arrogant. And I think that arrogance is going to come back to bite them in the ass. I hope it does. They deserve it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I sorry. A, did you say mini rent? <laughs> <laughs> I have a correction I want to, to get out there before we move on. Um, Talked about the dates to get the $200 Disney gift card for free with your package. It's actually January 4th through March 29th is your stay for the $200 gift card. And I also want to say a special thank you to our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. They did a great job. They did an incredible job. Over $75,000 in savings to our clients. So very, very excited. I mean, you want to explain how that, how that works? When you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, you uh, are assigned an agent, and your agent will automatically look for, continue to look for discounts that apply to your reservation. Um, you give them all the information they need. Are you an annual pass holder? Are you a AAA member and a Disney Visa card holder? And if a discount comes out that your reservation is eligible for, they will uh, automatically change your reservation and notify you of the discount. We had heard that this discount was being released we were waiting for details on it and the second we knew that we could book this first priority went to our current clients agents went out made sure they could get this deal for current clients first and try to save them as much money as possible and some of the savings were substantial thousand fifteen hundred dollars per reservation 
Good. For a family. Good. There's nothing nicer than getting an email you didn't expect. Listen, your vacation is $1,500 less than we originally told you. And better than that, things like you you booked for four nights. Well, now I've made it for seven nights. So you can stay longer for the exact same price. Right. Where the type of things our agents are doing. So thank you, Dreams Unlimited Travel Agents. You guys did a great job. We're very proud of you. We think you, you do a great job anyway. But when something like this comes out, you guys got to work. 10 times as hard because they're all everyone's calling at the same time and trying to get this deal so props go out to them yeah absolutely and just for full disclosure uh john and i are part owners in dreams and limited travel so we do have a financial interest when we talk about this stuff um which uh, i know confuses a lot of people because i'll go off on rants like the one i just did uh it's a it's a it's a fine line i have to walk um with uh, with some of the things that we talk about on the show we are very honest on the show, and I promised myself when we started the show that our financial interests were never going to dictate uh, the content of what we talked about. And uh, you know, I realize some, you know, in some in some regard, I'm shooting myself in the foot when I talk about these things. But it, there's a logical business sense of this. If Disney is healthy and doing the right thing, and like you said, building brand loyalty and customer loyalty, we benefit from it. And and yes, there is there is absolutely a uh, you know a, a business sense to it, but that's not my that's not my rationale. No, I know, but I I'm saying- I, I love I love Disney. I love Disney. Before Dreams, before the Diz, before the boards, before the podcast, before any of it. I loved Disney. I loved to come to Disney. I was a I'm a fan like everybody else. I took it to a level, we've taken it to a level that most people don't. Um, but that's more a testament to our obsession than to anything else. And, uh, you know, where I come from, my, my, my feeling on, on all the – this is – you know, look, I rant about Disney all the time. And it comes from this sense of that I keep seeing how we're being treated as fans, how we're being treated as the people who really make up the backbone of their theme park business. And it is just maddening and, and, and just crazy to me. That this is how these arrogant jackasses treat their highest affinity group. So I have no pity for them whatsoever that, they're, that the, this economy is going to take – they're going to take a hit in this economy. I have no pity for them at all. None whatsoever. Because I'll tell you something. What we're saying is we're seeing a lot of this business move off-site. People are still coming to Orlando and people are still booking with dreams. They're just not going on property. And that's what your arrogance is getting you. And that's why you have to do stuff like seven days for the price of four, something you haven't had to do in a very, very, very long time. And, you know, at least this time they've learned the lesson before a year and a half went by because that's how long it took them to respond to 9-11 because of rate integrity. There's there's that arrogance again. We're not going to lower our prices because we have to maintain rate integrity. I actually had an argument with somebody at Disney over this three weeks after 9-11. And that was the arrogance then. It took them over a year to respond to 9-11 before they came out with a decent special that got people coming back. And it wasn't until they all lost their damn Christmas bonuses in 2002 that they said, oh, God, we've got to do something. So February of 2003, boom, there it is. Again, self-interest and their shareholders, that they're going to pay attention to. But us... We're, the, we're we're at the bottom of the we're at the bottom of the totem pole. We're at the la- we're the last stop on the gravy train, even though we're the ones that keep it running. And I think it's about time we started telling them enough is enough. Show us some love. Sorry, but we criticize out of love. <laughs> yeah, breathe, breathe. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just 
It really, it does. It, it really, really, really ticks me off. Not that you could get that from anything I'm saying, but <laughs> it, uh, it really ticks me off. But I'm glad. I'm glad they're doing this, and I hope, I hope it's very successful. Not so much for Disney as for us, for the fans. That, you know, people that may not be able to afford to go otherwise are now going to be able to go. And be able to get, you know, something that's, you know, approaching a reasonable price for a seven-day vacation. As opposed to what they've been charging for the last several years. So, All right. Well, thank you very much, John, for the information. Cool. And uh, sorry if I went too far in my rant, but hey. You're right. That wasn't Minnie. <laughs> it was not Minnie. No. That was Maxie. Well, we'll see, Maxie what, we'll, see what it, we'll see what it looks like after Will gets done editing. But I don't think there's too much in there you're going to have to take out. So. I don't think there's too much in there I want you to take out. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment. And Kevin Close has a review for us of a restaurant in the Orlando area off Disney property since we have been getting some requests for some less expensive dining alternatives in the Disney area. So what do you have for us, Kevin? Well, it's exactly the approach I've been taking. I've been getting a lot of people asking. um, It goes along with the whole economy and the problem that things are so expensive. We're hearing from people who now realize that Disney food is very highly priced and that unless you pick and choose carefully, you're not always getting the quality commensurate with the price. So what I've decided that I'm going to do occasionally is offer a a low-cost alternative within 10 minutes of Disney. Something that if you have a car, it'll take you 10 minutes to get to. Now, I assume that there might be a lot of people who know about this place. It's a chain. The name of the place is Payway. It is a subsidiary of P.F. Chang's. And it's new to me. So if this is someplace you're already familiar with, sorry. It's also the new to the Disney area, quote unquote, within driving distance of Disney. This is at the, on the loop. uh, It's at the loop on Osceola Parkway. It's about 10 minutes from the exit to Dis- from Disney property, and it is what's known as an Asian diner. The way this works is you walk in, there's menus as you're waiting in line, you pay at a cash register, and you sit down and your food is brought to you. John and I ate there a couple of weeks ago, and we thought it was pretty spectacular for the price. I really enjoy Payway. There's one around Colonial I've been to a few times. Yeah, excellent. Um. We took our friends, who we go out to dinner with every Saturday night, and there were six of us on Saturday night, and we went out and had dinner, and it's always a barometer to me. Is it just me that likes it? Because, you know, you'll have people say, well, it was all right. It was All six people who had never been there before, the other four people who had never been there before, thought, this is terrific. The most expensive thing on the menu is $9. That's it. Wow. There's nothing on the menu that's over $9. The menu is broken up into first tastes, salads, noodle and rice bowls, and then there are signature dishes, and there's a kid's menu. Uh, some of the things that we thought were really terrific were the uh, crab wontons. We thought those were really terrific. We made the mistake. They come in an order of four and a quarter, an order of six. We ordered four. And then we ordered six. <laughs> <laughs> they were really good. They come swimming in this puddle of duck sauce. It's and it's r- like, uh, uh, it's really good. I'm not going to go through the different things that are on the menu. It's um, John's salivating. It's an Asian fusion kind of thing. There's pad thai. There's uh, uh, lemon pepper. There's Mongolian. There's 
Thai coconut curry. It's all um, a sort of pan-Asian group. Uh, in the signature dishes, the signature dishes are all listed with the ingredients that are in each dish. And then the prices are seven twenty-five if you add chicken to the dish, eight twenty-five if you add beef, uh, $9 if you choose it as a shrimp dish, and $7.25 if you choose it as a vegetarian dish. Kevin's eyes aren't working. It's seven dollars and ninety ninety five cents for chicken, and seven right seven twenty five for vegetable. You said seven twenty five for chicken. It's actually seven ninety five for chicken. Would you have eye surgery or something? Jeez. I did. <laughs> They're only I working half the, the time. Uh, we have tried at this point. We've tried a lot of this stuff on the menu, and almost everything was either good. To excellent. We haven't found anything that we said wasn't good. Now, all of the people that we went out to dinner with on Saturday night are northern, northeast from the northeast. That's all where their origination is. And they were talking about the fact that one of their favorite things Excuse you. On the menu in most Chinese restaurants is a hot and sour soup, but that no one could was able to find a good hot and sour soup in the Orlando area. Payway has a hot and sour soup that the people we went out to dinner with went carnival ape crazy over. They all got buckets of it to take home. In my opinion, the best hot and sour soup I've ever had. So really? incredible. Um, There's also a trick with the hot and sour soup. The the cup is read the prices off. I'm having trouble seeing it from here. The cup of the hot and sour soup is two twenty five, and the bowl is three ninety five. However, you get like six times as much when you order the bowl. And they actually give you two cup sizes, size cups next to it, so it's enough to share plus. Right. The the bowl, the bowl is a better value. Much better value. John and I, for John and I to have an entire dinner start to finish, appetizer, entree, drink, it was about $30 for the two of us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that's with taking stuff home. Is there one near me? <laughs> yeah, there's one on Colonial. Really? Now, one of the things that we've, I've always told you that you can take control of your meal when you eat in a restaurant. One of the things we found when we ate the first time was we ordered our appetizers and our entrees at the same time, all at the same, you pay at a cash register. And what happened was at one point our entree became out before the appetizer. Another time, all everything came out at one time. So what we've learned is that order your appetizer. And then have someone go back up and order your entree after you've had your appetizer. Food comes out very, very quickly. (laughs) Now, this is if you come out of Disney property and look for Osceola Parkway headed east towards Kissimmee. You're going to go through a toll booth on the Osceola Parkway. It's the only toll booth on the Osceola Parkway. And then after the toll booth, you've got about a half a mile and it's on your left-hand side. There are other places in this area. If you're looking, there's an Olive Garden, there's a Perkins Pancake House, there's a Macaroni Grill. There is a new Mexican restaurant. I think it's called Adobos. Yeah, it might be a. I, I apologize. The Loop is also a nice shopping plaza. Right. There's. It's if you're looking for shopping, but there's a, a whole bunch of things out there. This is new. As I said, this is new to me in this area. I wasn't familiar with it, and I'm not a fan of PF Chang's. I don't particularly. See, I am. I like I PF like Chang's. Chang's. See, I don't particularly care for PF Chang's. I think this was wonderful. I think it's a great low cost alternative. And it's 
easily within a 10-minute drive. This is also the type of place where there's the, the drinks are set up separate, so you get a cup and you're able to take the drink you want. Sure. They've got different flavored teas. You can make iced teas out of, which is a nice touch. Um, the, the to-go containers are right there, so you just go and get a to-go container and put your leftovers in it. You can also order takeout from this place. It was, it's. I also like the fact that it's not the kind of place that you need a reservation. Or you have to call ahead and do call ahead seating. For instance, the macaroni grill in that area. You can go there on a Friday or Saturday night and you're just not getting in. There's a three-hour wait. So this is, it's a walk-up, first-come, first-serve, wait-for-a-table kind of place. But we've really, really enjoyed it. So as I say, if you've been there before and you're looking for that in the Orlando area, it's right outside Disney's door. What's the Mexican food place similar to that? I'm going blank on the name. Where you order your food, you go sit down. Tijuana Flats. That's it, yeah. Kind of same thing as that? You order your food, go sit down? Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's the same thing, yeah. Now, Tijuana Flats that we always talk about where John, I've made this the joke that John and I can feast for $23 to the point where you can't move when you walk out, is about two miles around the corner. And if anybody's interested in directions, I'll post them. This this payway has a, their, their portion size is very large. So it's the type of thing where you can definitely be full. And we've eaten and taken stuff home. Tell them about the, the rice. With those entrees, I that's okay. With those entrees where you can order the beef, the chicken, the shrimp, or the vegetarian, yep. you have your choice of white rice or brown rice. I just found out on my last visit that you can upgrade to uh, fried rice for a dollar more. So I lied. The most expensive thing on the menu then would be a shrimp dish with fried rice, and then it would be $10. However, we found that the fried rice was infinitely better than the white or brown rice. Wow. For a dollar more, definitely worth it. Brown rice. You're talking about the healthy brown rice that's still. Right. Right. Oh, okay. And the only reason I decided to do this was people are, you know, I can't afford to go to Narcissus every night. And you told me it's the best restaurant on Disney property. We would like to eat like we eat at home kind of thing. This is the kind of thing where a whole family can go out and eat. Tonight. Without, yeah, without breaking the bank. Exactly. The other problem, too, is that when we talk about off-property restaurants, right there outside of Disney on 535 are mostly chain restaurants that people have in their hometowns. There's Perkins, there's Olive Garden, there's Macaroni Grill. So Ale it's hard. House is really, is a, it's a local thing, but you can eat there. Well, we've talked cheap. about the yeah. Ale House. We've even have the menu on the site, don't yeah, we? But it's yeah. hard to say to somebody, we're going to review you know, the Macaroni Grill. They've got one in their neighborhood. The food is consistent from one to another. This to us was something different we hadn't had before, and also we think people will enjoy, uh, again, 10 minutes from Osceola, on the Osceola Parkway from the area of Disney. That's the All-Stars, Pop Century, Animal Kingdom Lodge. The Wide Ways to Space. Right, over that area. So it's really not as far as one might think. Yeah, and if you're staying at Gaylord Palms, it's literally right up the street. Exactly. Because Gaylord is right on Osceola Parkway. So this is now the third place that I would recommend. We've recommended the Celebration Town Tavern, where you can get a full meal for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. We've res- recommended the Ale House. Now, the Ale House in the Disney area. I, I can't speak for the Ale Houses elsewhere in Orlando. We find the Ale House in the Disney area to be decent. And now this, and or four, I'm sorry, four places, and Tijuana Flats. So... That's places that you could go and have a full dinner for two people for about 
thirty bucks. Can't I beat think, that. Yeah. So and you paid thirty six dollars for lunch with a dinosaur. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, per all person. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thanks everybody for a great show. That is going to do it for us this week. Just a reminder: um, we will have a special ep- episode of the Diz Unplug going up with this show, talking about our podcast crews. Be sure to check for that. And you can find links to everything we've discussed on this week's show and the archives for past shows on our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. And with that, we're going to say goodbye, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. You all have a great week. <laughs>